You're listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not-too-distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MSD3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched to the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odd says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Cosmonic Institute's Radio. Look, all I'm saying is that maybe the entirety of Lost in Space was a metaphor for American politics. That doesn't even make sense. What are you basing this on? Dude, Lyndon B. Johnson gets reelected, starts the Great Society reforms in the mid-60s, and BAM! Second season of Lost in Space is suddenly in color. The color was a metaphor for a surge of prosperity. But Johnson escalated the Vietnam War at that point. How was that great Exactly! Danger, Will Robinson. Think about it, man. The name Robinson has eight letters. The name B. Johnson has eight letters. It's so obvious. Have you been drinking the wine we made in the toilet again? I don't see what difference that makes. Okay, shut up, space dorks. I need you to listen, and listen up good. You know, I don't really like your tone of voice. Ah! Hey, what was that? I'm not messing around here. I have some very serious matters to discuss, and I don't need your sass. Oh, that, that actually hurt. I knew something was up when the underwear you gave us had wires digging out of it. Wait. You got underwear? I gave up weeks ago and started wrapping my loins in paper towels. Uh, but we, we use those paper towels as filters for the space wine. Yes. Yes, we do. Just shut up! Oh. Whoa! What's your malfunction, Doc? Lose your sandwich again? Actually, yes, I... That's beside the point. I've decided to hire an intern from the local community college, and he's going to arrive any second now. The last thing I need is you two morons scaring him off. An intern? Mad Science School has interns? No, no. You think the ins and outs of Mad Science Street can be attained through a two-year stint at Harvard by the highway? No. This imbecile is probably studying the best way to clean food scraps out of dental tools. There is nothing wrong with community college, odd. I myself am a community college graduate. Yes, and I'm sure your research paper on the political references of Lost in Space was super riveting. Wait, you read it? Awesome! Danger, Will Robinson. Everyone here is an idiot. Ah, that must be him. Now listen, do not mess this up for me. Just play along, or else that whole spaceship is going to smell like burnt hot dogs. Why would it... Oh, right. Ah, Yes, well, welcome to my humble place of business. Uh, you must be Todd. It's Todd, and, um, am I in the right place? I guess I didn't expect your office to be underneath a Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, well, times are tough. Uh, where a kid can be a kid and so forth. Where are those two guys on the video screen? Hi! Uh, yes, well, the, those are my employees. They, uh, they telecommute. Uh, we're very cutting edge around here. It's a living. So, why are you going to school for, Todd? Oh, well, I'm taking political science classes at the moment, but I'm planning on moving into international law. Perfect. 
Any idea how international law might apply to the deepest regions of space? Um, yes, yes, that's enough chit-chat for now. Uh, let's get you to work, Toad. It's Todd. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I have a frog in my throat. If you could just follow my assistant, Bernard, he'll escort you to the uh, law library. Why is he dressed like Alfred Pennyworth playing Teen Wolf? Alright, great work. I'll get to that audio log, you jerks. Wait, I don't get it. What's the point of all this? Why in the world would you need an intern? <laughs> Where do you think all these werewolf butlers come from? Oh, no. You can't do this, you son of a- Dude, just left. That was rude. That was- what just- the, you, you, he's gonna make him do things. Turn him into stuff. This is yeah, good. It's like, I- a werewolf butler. I- no, that's not fair to anyone. I mean, we did just meet the guy. He could be kind of a creep, but he didn't seem bad. No, nobody deserves to be turned into a werewolf butler. Well... Have you seen the I, sadness of their eyes? They're like big old beagle eyes, but in yeah. werewolf form. It's adorable. Makes it, the, yeah, that much more sad. But is it really that bad being a werewolf butler? I mean, you have to be a butler, but you also get to be a werewolf. Well, I think it's butler in name only. In, in, in reality, it's more slavery. Mm, okay. Yeah. You still get to be a werewolf. Yeah, but you have to lay out Dr. Odd's um, pants and underwear. Ugh, gross. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know! Constantly covered in condiments. Mustard, ketchup. Yeah. Balsamic vinegar. Mayonnaise. Regular vinegar. Several types of mayonnaise. Yeah. All of varying degrees of deliciousness. Hollandaise sauce. Oh. Uh, yeah. that, that 52 stuff that they eat overseas, I don't know if that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, the green ketchup. The green the green ketchup that doesn't even make sense to me yeah it's it's disgusting i i do feel a slight burning sensation as though we need to get talking about the audio log here okay yeah let's stop talking about dr odd and his his taste for life yeah his joy de vie (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah that's that's it there it is um so let's let's talk about uh this episode Yes, uh, the Untamed Youth, yeah. MST3K, season one, episode yeah. twelve. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were untamed. They were out of control. Wow. Unlike those werewolf butlers, oh, completely which are untamed. Under just it's a terrible amount of control. Yes. It's so sad. So so sad. Uh, the beginning segment of the show is kind of shocking. Servo's body is laying there while his head is off to the side, and Joel's just doing some repairs. Um, because he thinks that Servo might have a computer virus, which I guess was a novel thing yeah. back in 1989, 1990. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, you know, we've, <laughs> we're beyond computer viruses. We're into yeah. malware territory now. Yep, yep. But he starts pulling out a, a bunch of VCR tape, and uh, a great, an amazing league bad pun is a, it's a magnetic tape worm. Which yeah. Is, which is, I, I loved it. It's pretty terrible. Um, like here, here's I, I thought of a good way to update this. Oh, okay. If they, you know, if we did, if we did a remake of this scene, shot for shot, like a gritty reboot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it'd be a fun reboot. It'd be a, it'd oh, be a it'd wacky be reboot. Fun and, gr- and and gritty and wacky. It'd be a little dark. It'd be like Tim Burton remaking Willy Wonka. Oh, but it would be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we're we're pretty good. Yeah. Um. So it would be Tom Serve would be laying there. Okay. And then I, I assume one of us would be playing the role of Joel, and we would pull out a uh, a, a stick like okay. a dowel rod, sure, 
um, that had a bunch of little tiny like uh, like screwdrivers and hammers and stuff glued to it. And we'd keep pulling several of those out, and we'd be like, Tom Servo, why did you install all these toolbars? Because oh. <laughs> that's how you get viruses now. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'd have a tiny insect inside of him that made uh, lightning and rain, and I'd say, Tom Servo, why did you install Weatherbug? Nice! Yeah, I like it. Uh, did you notice that something that Joel didn't do when he hit the button for commercial sign? <gasps> he didn't eat a grape again. Yeah, so yeah. That wasn't the first time. I thought it was the first time he didn't eat a grape. No, he didn't eat one last week either. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, see, they all sort of blend together up here in space, but yeah, I, I, it's hard no, for it's, me to say. It's no good. Yeah, and there was no there's no resolution to that, like we feared. Right. No, so it was we need never to get to the bottom explained. of this. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. Well, uh, we might. Well, if we get back to Earth, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. We could ask somebody. Well, let, let's move on to the invention exchange. Okay. Joel has the Never Light pipe, mm-hmm. which has a built-in smoke detector and a sprinkler system, so you can never light the pipe because you know nobody enjoys the tar smoke of a sure. pipe. This is the second pipe-related invention that Joel has premiered um, on the show. Yeah, the other one was the monster truck pipe, right? Right, which yeah. shot out a huge flame, which yeah. is a pro-pipe invention. Yeah. As opposed to this one, which is anti-pipe. Yeah, I want to see them fight. I that I want to see the pro the pipe and the anti-pipe fight, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like I want yeah. to see the pope and the anti-pope fight. That would be fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It would be Who, a big thing. I'm just weird. really wanting to know where Joel stands on pipes. Yeah. Um, well, I know the Mads don't smoke. They they took a very uh, which seems out of character for them because they like everything evil. Right. But they they took an anti smoking stance early in the show That's with the true. first pipe. So yeah, maybe Joel is taking a pro smoking stance in order to be anti mad scientist. Hmm. Like stinking up their uh, up their satellite, stinking up their theater. They yeah, can't you, resell those seats. No, you can never get the, that smell out of there. Yeah. No matter how many fresheners you hang. There's not much to do in space. Nope. Although I imagine smoking would be a bad idea. In space with all that oxygen? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're got, you could be the guy on the cover of StarCraft too, and uh, <laughs> be smoking inside your space helmet. Sure. Yeah, because you don't care. Yeah. At that point, Yeah. you're fighting against aliens all the time. You're, you're like the Tim Tebow of space. You don't care. You smoke anywhere. <laughs> I assume Tim Tebow smokes everywhere. I t- I don't know that he does. <laughs> well, I don't know he doesn't. I don't. So. <laughs> he's also not on the cover of anything, but no, he's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of weird aliens, the Mads' invention is tongue puppets. Oh are, yeah, yeah, the little monster finger puppets. That you yep. Used, you used to get those in like the grocery store. You put in a quarter and you know, mm-hmm. re- turn the knob, and out would pop an egg with a tiny little finger puppet. Did yeah, you... for, for all the kids listening today, those are the things that uh, that used to be red box machines, or that red box machines replaced, rather. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. They used to have fun. Did you mm-hmm. do what Larry did when you were a kid and just stick those on your tongue? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were full of lead. Probably. Yeah. They weren't manufactured anywhere in this country. But even if they were back in the 80s, they were probably full of lead. I know, because everybody knows that lead is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, despite what the government wants you to believe. Well, it's heavy. It's everywhere. It's, it's so malleable. That's so my, cheap to paint things. That's my favorite yeah. uh, chemical uh, property. 
of lead hey, is how so valuable it is. It's a little off topic, but you got me thinking about these vending machine things that sure. we had when, when we were kids. What was your favorite thing you ever got out of one? Uh, I had a um, a gold colored football chain. Ooh, there was a chain with a football on the end of it, like 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 a rapper would wear if he was a very bad rapper, probably like Flavor Flav. Yeah, but you know, or maybe it was Mr. T inspired. It was probably Mr. T inspired, and I decided right then and there I was into football. Did you pity the football? I pitied. <laughs> I did. My favorite thing was a giant fluorescent green button that said "New Kids on the Block VIP." <laughs> Oh, man. I wore it everywhere. I wore it on a fanny pack, actually. Do you remember how on the front of those they would show you all the prizes that were possible? And there was yep. always a calculator? Yep. Man, I wanted that calculator so bad. Yeah. There was a calculator watch, I remember. Oh, that, my yeah. God. There was a time when a calculator was something that people desired, not something that you got for free when you opened up a, an account at a bank as yeah. a child. Or is included on every phone ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But let's let's move along. Let's talk about the first segment uh, of the show. Yeah. Is they give a, a history of the life of Greg Brady. Mm-hmm. And they who, t- who it's the, the this is kind of a uh I, I have two problems with this segment a little bit. Sure. Like the Greg Brady joke. Okay, there so there's a uh, there's a larger woman in this movie who kind of looks like She's a little manish. Yeah, she is. She looks like Greg Brady when she like shouts, which yes. is fine. But that's that's a funny joke, but that that was I think that joke maybe reoccurred in this episode more than any joke has previously. Oh yeah. They they really rolled with that Greg Brady joke. Mm-hmm. And this whole Greg Brady presentation was essentially a uh, like uh, it was is what they did for Roman the Robot, right? Uh, at the end of Robot Monster, uh, where they like hummed a weird song, which I don't. Are they supposed to be humming like uh, Battle Hem of the Republic while they do this? Or yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I can't place it though. I think they're just humming nonsensically. Yeah, I I don't know. The, yeah. my, my favorite part of their, you know, recanting of recounting of the life of Greg Brady is that they never really differentiate between Greg Brady and the actor who nope. played Greg Brady. Nope. And they just I, they even say that his family got canceled. <laughs> I know, which is so great. And, uh, my favorite part of the whole thing is that Greg Brady's life is basically bookended on either end by Greg Brady. He starts yep. out as Greg Brady. And the last thing he did up until this point, and I'm pretty sure since this point, was the 1988 reunion special of Very Brady Christmas. Did they have cameos in that terrible Brady Bunch movie that came out in the 90s? They did! Okay. So that was not a that? terrible movie. That was an incredible movie. Wait, was that the one where they go to Hawaii or... No, 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 no. That was an actual episode of the Brady Bunch. No, I'm pretty sure there was a second Brady Bunch movie where they went there to Hawaii. There was a second Brady Bunch movie, and I don't have any recollection of it whatsoever. I'm pretty sure they went to Hawaii, and they found uh, the Lady Brady's uh, husband, who she thought was dead, but he oh, was Oh, uh, Shady. Shady, yeah, Shady Lady Brady. Brady. <laughs> Shady Brady. Yeah. I like it. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. I don't remember. Now I'm going to have to go look that movie up uh, if it's on the VHS collection that we have back in the rec room. Well, I assume it is. It wasn't a very good movie, and it seems like the sort of thing Dr. Odd would have bought several copies of. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I just wish we had a VCR to play them. That's, yep. That's the bad part of it all. Well, you know, 
the kids today they have it easy all their all their crappy toy machines have been replaced with red box machines and all their greg brady's have been replaced with tom brady's yep boy he's he's an american heartthrob that one right he's there. a dreamy he's a dreamy guy i think you know with the last name brady you, you kind of you can't go wrong mm-hmm. yeah apparently not Although I now I'm starting to think maybe there was a, a serial killer named Brady. No, 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 no. no it's Bundy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Close. Yep. Flew right there. Wait, Wayne Brady. Oh man, America's yeah. favorite singing, dancing, just talent. <laughs> you almost got kind of racist there. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good save. That was not what I was going for. <laughs> I, I got I got really uncomfortable there. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's move on to talk about the second segment. I don't see color. <laughs> That's I've, good. I have red, red, green color. We love Wayne Brady. He's, he's a he's a fantastic improviser. He's an American treasure. He's mm-hmm. yeah. He he's to improvisation what uh, you know somebody else who's very good at their field is to their field. Yeah, Louis Pasteur is to finding uh, penicillin. Or Louis Anderson is to Family Feud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say failure. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Brady is to improvisation. Wayne Brady is the improvisation and Lou Anderson is the failure. Yep. Both masters. Let's go on to the second segment. Sure, sounds good. Which is uh, kind of another weird one, a little avant-garde. It's a, it's a, Crow introduces it as a flashback to something that happened uh, apparently in the past, because otherwise it would be a flash-forward, made sure. popular in the disappointing television series Lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the... Uh, not spin-off series, but series that came after Lost, Flash Forward. Oh, yeah, that I never mm-hmm. watched. Yeah. I don't it's remember. okay. Okay, good. They, they turned the whole last season of Lost into the premise for a TV show. Oh, that's the worst one. Yeah. Okay. That's I think fine. that's... I might be thinking of something different. I'm not sure. No, you're probably right. In fact, I think probably. you're exactly right. No. That's okay. We'll talk yeah. about, you know, Mr. Science Theater now. Sure. Instead of the sadness that is Lost. Uh, yeah. Gypsy's on the fritz. Joel's in there inside of her, her brain guts, mm-hmm. messing around. He's trying to splice her memory into Cambot's feed so they can see what she was thinking. Yeah. Which she says, you know, it's the first time ever anyone has seen what a computer is thinking, which is so True. exciting. I was excited for this piece of history. Yeah, I was too. And then it was, uh, turns out Gypsy's thinking about Richard Basehart and Ram Chips. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Boy, that kind of fell flat um, on me because I no idea who Richard Basehart is. Yeah, I've heard the name before. If uh, if this were, if we we're, again we we're going to update this segment, she would be uh, thinking about um, Pinterest and baked ram chips, <laughs> and possibly Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Ew. Yeah. yeah. We, we've the, gone too far. Yep. I actually looked up Richard Basehart on Autopedia. Oh yeah. He's uh, best known. As an actor on the uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Okay. Which I don't know if that's a TV show or a movie. Is he as dreamy as Tom Brady? He In his day, he was. He couldn't throw okay. a spiral like Tom Brady, for all I know. It doesn't say yeah. anything on his Autopedia page about his spiral, <laughs> which is odd. Yeah. But... Because everyone else has that on there. You're sure it's not right after his birthday and the general information? Because usually that's where they uh, can throw a spiral. Well, yes, it did have a no big, problems. you know, uh, exclamation point, edit this, it's incomplete, sources yeah. need citations. A lot of incomplete articles This on article Autopedia. is a stub on Autopedia. A lot mm-hmm. of stub articles. You could just tell where Dr. Odd got really tired. Yep. 
and just stop. Like the whole thing about general relativity is just it's it's like it's really hard. Yeah, he just started typing the word bored over and over. Yeah. Again. Yep. Yeah. I think he just control C, control V. Yep. So the uh, the third segment of the show, um, the uh, it's it kind of spill. It's weird. It, it, I don't know if they've ever done anything like this before, um, where they've done a joke in the theater that spilled out into the segment. Mm-hmm. It's, they've done stuff that in segments that have spilled out into the theater, like where they're wearing crazy hats or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, so the uh, the the movie is about people picking cotton and uh the bots want to know what real cotton felt like so joel asked gypsy to make some with her science parts yeah and uh she barfed out some half-finished cotton that sort of disgusted everybody yeah i think tom servo said it it felt somewhat like pudding yeah it's not done yet yeah i think it's what he said (laughs) yeah and so uh like they come out of the theater for the segment and there's just cotton everywhere yeah as Tom Servo puts it, like a winter wonderland, he starts singing Christmas carols. Yeah. And uh, then Tom Servo notices that um, he can just say something. He's like, oh, not cotton, uh, saltwater taffy. Then yeah. she starts throwing up saltwater taffy. Yep, some and paper then, towels. To and then my favorite, up. he makes another Tom Servo. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, you know, which is awesomely explained away when they enter the theater again after the segment. And Joel's says, oh, sorry, we had to destroy him. Yeah, and nobody just, really seems to mind. It's so sad, though. I know it is because he he comes. He's like, "Happy birthday!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it's he has just to like frosty. Yeah, he got melted. It's so sad. I know. Well, what are you gonna do? Well, uh, before we talk about the final segment, you want to talk about this movie a little bit? Let's talk about this movie a little bit. Untamed Youth. Yep. Nineteen fifty-seven. Two years. After Rebel Without a Cause swept America 27 years before Ghostbusters. Sure. Which is important. This is the two markers in cinema. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. It starred Mamie Van Doren, who I gather was a sex symbol, sort of. Yeah. Like, she never really kind of came into the forefront. She wasn't like Marilyn Monroe or that other sex symbol of the day. Uh, the one from the Mickey Mouse Club? Uh, Annette, Richard Basehart. Yeah, Richard Basehart. Yep. Yeah. Also, I was um, looking at maybe Van Annette Funicello. Annette That's, Funicello. Was she a sex yeah. symbol? Uh, she was popular with the young kids. They like the mouse ears. I've seen well, uh, Stand By Me. Yeah. Well, and she did a bunch of those, uh, like, like the Beach Party Frankenstein movies. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Beach Party Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky, scary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the didn't the uh, the Mads kind of make some sort of like kind of crude comment about her? Yeah, they wanted to only you know to keep the Mamie Van Dorn movies to themselves. Yes, yeah, yeah, which was kind of creepy. Yeah, but I guess yeah. the, uh, they would have said thank you had we yeah. mentioned. That oh, you that. creep and thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Oh, Very man. good. That was pretty good. Yeah. I couldn't find any box office information on the internet. Okay. Um, I think it's because in 1957 they didn't really keep track of this sort of thing. Probably not. But I also think it didn't ever do very well. Yeah. I think this kind of movie was sort of dime a dozen back then. Like, literally, you would go to a movie theater with a dime and you could watch a dozen movies. Yes. That's probably true. Although, a majority of them, you know, this is is obviously aimed at teenagers because it's sort of like a teenage, uh, you know, they're the, the downtrodden... 
uh, characters in the movie, all yeah. these teenagers, and then they they come out on top in the end. Yeah. Um, I imagine this one wasn't as popular as maybe some of the other lighthearted ones because a girl dies in it. <laughs> <laughs> After she miscarries a baby. Yeah, that just made it really dark. And then, yeah. you know, because I think five minutes after that, there's a lighthearted musical number. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It was it was weird. Well, before we get too far into this... I was uh, just going to compare it to The Two Gentlemen of Verona. Oh, okay. Bet you didn't I, know that! Nope. That I knew Shakespeare! I did not. Okay. I I'm impressed, I don't know what though. I'm talking about. Oh. Don Giovanni. <laughs> You were saying. Oh, I was saying before we get too far into the uh, analysis of the weird plot of this movie, wh- whose turn is it to do a 20 second recap? It's your turn to do a 20 second recap. Oh, snap. Yeah. Grab your old grandpa's stopwatch. Hold on. It's here in my okay. pocket somewhere. Okay. Uh, oh, ooh, I have to wind it. And Good. There. It's. Okay. Yep. It's wound up. Just. Uh, I, uh, are you ready? <gasps> yep. All right. And go. Uh, two girls are swimming in a pool, and then they get caught by the cops, and the cop arrests them for like some weird criminal charges. And then they get the choice of either going to jail or going to work as, like on a farm picking cotton. They choose cotton, and they meet a bunch of other teenagers. And the guy running the cotton farm's evil, and they expose him for who he is. And then they all win in the end. They sing songs. Wow! Wow! Do you want to know where you came in on that? I would love to. Nineteen and a half seconds. Ooh. <laughs> I knew I was getting kind of long there. I know. It was so good. Wow. I was sweating for you. Thank you. I've already been shocked once today. I don't want it to happen again. Man. Hey, did you see the, all the taglines for this movie? No, I didn't. Wow. There are so many, and I couldn't decide on which one I like best. So, okay. Here they are. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Turns a searing spotlight on teenage cons in a house of correction. Oop. With an exclamation point. That's more of just a description. Yeah, I know. These, but these are the... T- <laughs> they Calypso. They rock. No guards in the recreation hall, but these dogs aren't pets. <laughs> That's another one. Oh, whoa. All right. This is... A, I like this one because it's all in caps. So all I right. have to sit. Starring the girl built like Platinum Powerhouse Baby Van Doren. There's also oh. no um, punctuation. No. I think it's supposed to say starring the girl built like a Platinum Powerhouse, comma, Mamie Van Doren. Right. Uh kids gone wrong and the farm's disgraceful penal abuse that one makes me laugh because i'm a child it sounds like something different yeah disgraceful (laughs) they didn't talk about that part of the movie Mm. Uh, another one in caps our vagrant youth that was the original ad and then uh the final one is uh youth turned rock and roll wild and the punishment farm that makes them wilder Ooh. and punishment is in quotation marks i don't know why well, because he was supposed to be a punishment, but he was either like hang out, eat pie, and sing rock and roll songs, or die because you <laughs> you had a miscarriage because your baby came out the wrong way. Yeah, neither of those really sound like punishment. No. One is a death sentence; the other is just like you know, it was a like lot like malt shop. summer camp, right? Yeah, but with yeah. like a lot of work. I feel like this movie was maybe um, it, it was written by people who were like yeah teenagers and then there was one person like a producer was like not teenagers not today we need a lesson in here so we need to kill this girl who was pregnant yep because and the lesson is if you get pregnant you'll die yeah don't unless you're married yeah don't get sent to a manual labor farm to work out in the sun right man okay can 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 i bring something up that i thought about when we watch this movie yes you can Okay, so if any of these kids 
ha- like were around today and had a cell phone, like none of this would have happened. No, no. Like, if the judge is like, okay, first of all, who, who, what, what judge is like, like the, these girls apparently don't get a lawyer. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no so, okay. First of all, some creepo cop picks them up for skinny dipping in a lake. Like, they immediately call their parents. They're like, hey, uh, so this creepo cop has this in the cop car. Send our lawyer. And right. then the lawyer showed up. And the judge had been like, oh, so you can either have 30 days of uh, this because I'm going to make your sentence harsh because hitchhiking is illegal. Right. Um, and, and I want to teach you a lesson. Very harshly. Yeah. Or you can work in this corrections farm. And the lawyer would have been like, how about this? Uh, six months of probation. Yeah. And then the judge would have been like, okay. Yeah. Oh, and time served. And uh, yeah. we basically dropped the charges. Yeah. What sort of trial doesn't doesn't let these girls have lawyers? It's, it was silly. Right. No, yeah. it was uh, it was just flagrantly flying in the face yeah. of the law. Yeah. So, the law okay. Cell phones solve that. But let's say, okay. So they get to the point where they have to go out to the farm because they're dumb and they choose, you know, working around you know, for 75 cents a day instead of uh, sitting in a cell somewhere just hanging out. And uh, which, by the way, I don't know about you. I totally would just chosen to sit for the same amount of time in a jail cell. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but so, okay, they get out there and the guy's like, well, we're going to pay you $2.50 a day, except we have to pay room and board. So it's going to be 75 cents a day, except uh, if you don't have the right clothes to work on a farm, because I bet you didn't pack those clothes when you were getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy them from us and then we don't have to pay you money. I yeah. would just, you know, use a cell phone. Hey, mom, dad, guess what? I need money to buy work clothes. Sure. Because you wouldn't send me the lawyer, so I had to represent myself, and I, <laughs> I didn't offer a, uh, a defense for myself. It was just a judge lecturing me. Yeah. So um, the stupidity of representing yep. yourself in court. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you know what else would have probably helped uh, these kids? What's that? Um, the Constitution of the United States. Okay, America. that too. Yeah. 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 Justice. Pretty, yeah, justice. Lady Justice would have helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she would have come out swinging. She would have peeked from under that blindfold and been like, Just, hey. No. Yeah, whoa, not so blind. I see Listen. what you're doing right there, judge and, and yeah. crooked farmhand owner. Yep. Fella. Working together. Yeah. But is, hey, that, is that legal to essentially, like, force someone to work for, like, 75 cents a day as opposed to going to jail? Uh, maybe in the 50s it was. There was a lot of things that were legal in the 50s that we would consider awful now. Well, like, pre- well, like racism? Well, racism was not only legal, but it was encouraged. Right. Well, it depends on where you were. I it guess. was rewarded. Um, yeah. There were stipends that went out to, to the most racist people. Um, I think terrible. beating your children was required. Yeah. If you you didn't had to have be- a switch or a belt. Right. If you didn't beat your children, you had to go to a class to teach you how to be a better parent through beating They called your it discipline. They called it discipline, right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, kids didn't talk back. They didn't have sass mouth. Yeah. But don't prisoners now still have to do things like make license plates for, yeah. like, really cheap? They don't get paid minimum wage, do they? No, no, no. They get paid, like, 25 cents an hour. Yeah. So so how is this different than, uh, than that? Uh... Because um, I, I I don't know. I don't. Know. Maybe because they're all teenagers. I don't. Know. That that's got to make it weird. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. because they could all sing and dance. Okay. Yeah. So they sing for their supper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, or something. There were a lot of musical numbers in this movie. Oh, so many. Yeah. Just breaking into song. Are you gonna make a cop pick out of me? 
<laughs> my favorite was the one about the salamander. I uh, I don't remember that. Like one. slither, 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 oh. like a salamander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lyrics are so awful. Yeah, they're terrible. It was all like like uh, two five one like blues kind of. You know, if I had a guitar, I could play the progression and sure. then sing all of these songs. It's like a Blink One Eighty Two album. It's all the same chord progression with different oh, okay. words. Yeah, and then different tempos. lyrically, it was uh, it was written by I think people who were like, "Hey, I'm 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 45, but I'm plugged into what these crazy hep kids are into these days. Uh, check out these lyrics." Yep. And they're like, "Whoa, those are swinging, slamming." I don't know what did people say back then. Uh, those are boss. Those are the boss. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, this was this was at a time where we were starting to get into like beatnik jive. Yeah. So like Zowie, those lyrics are powerfully racist. Yeah, you had that, that was weird a good cook thing. guy who who's like quoting the most uh, erudite uh, chef. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can remember that he said. Yeah, he's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah, this no. Is a part-time philosopher. Yeah. I th- I think that like these people also thought like beatnik lingo was using the biggest words possible like using <laughs> sat words and then like dropping in like man afterward yeah yeah man which you know whatever that's fine yeah it was a it was a movie it was a mr science theater quality movie yeah it was good. and with the exception of the pregnant girl having a miscarriage and dying right really to no ceremony whatsoever no 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 yeah, it happened um, a lot back then. It, that would have been a really pretty lighthearted movie. Yeah, like sure. a fun little romp. Yeah. Even Joel and the bots, like well, the doctor's, like I'm sorry, she died. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, I think the riff at that point was like, oh, I feel bad for even making fun of this movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Mm. Let's let's talk about the final segment of um, of the show. Speaking All of right. Joel and the bots, this is. I don't know if this is a first or not, but it seems like it is another first. Um, he, the bots enter from off stage, off screen rather. Yep. Joel offers them some ram trips, and they don't. They decline. They say they are. Yeah. They've already eaten. They were down in the galley. They're full. They've kicked the commando Cody thing to the curb. Yep. We don't have to deal with that repeated nonsense anymore. Yep. And now they've kicked the ram chips and dip as a reward. Time, this is just a time I, I, Yeah, I feel like this is just a way of you know. Just getting rid of that, right? Sure, yeah. in an effective way. Yeah, but that—that's not really what the final segment is about. No, it's about that goofy dork with the glasses in the movie. <gasps> My favorite character. Yeah, who's—he's also a top five riff, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's just this kind of crazy guy just dancing, uh, and the bots don't understand. So Joel gives the bots and himself some goofy hats. Yep. And Joel puts on some glasses because he, he reminds the boss they don't actually really have eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he explains how those characters are important in movies. Like in a haunted house movie, they yeah. Get, yeah, they get killed they, first. Yeah, they die first. Yep. Which, is, which is great. And he explains it, that the audience builds up resentment to the character type. And so no one cares when they die. Sure. Which is, because, uh, yeah, they're annoying. Yeah, you, that's yeah. great. It's a great way to kill somebody in a movie and not have the audience be upset about it it's true it's a cheap little trick in storytelling yep oh the first murder you don't like this guy anyway yeah you you you, weren't attached to him he's not the he's not the pretty one right he's not the handsome one right he's not the one who's you know three days from retirement yeah and he's probably doing something creepy before it too like if you're in a haunted house he's like peeping through a painting or something yeah to watch somebody change and then you know yeah not only is he doesn't he uh, meet today's modern beauty standards, but he's also a creepo. Yep, and then and then he dies for his sins. 
Yep. So, which is a, a valuable lesson to everybody. Yep. Uh, is this is a warning to the beautiful people? Yep. <laughs> they only they have a couple of letters on this show. Just two yep. of them. None from kids, which is a bummer. I really like when kids send in letters and draw pictures. Uh, and they misspell names and say them wrong. And then they yeah. just read them verbatim, which is I pretty know. sweet. Which is yeah. also, yeah, that's great. It's uh, a letter from Cheryl in Shreveport. She's just basically heaping praise on them, which yeah. is, you know, understandable. Sure. And then a woman uh, named Dee who's happy that Joel gave the bots a free will. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I am too. Yeah, it would be they, the jokes wouldn't be as good as if they didn't. No, know, if they were well, just yeah, if they were just slaves to Joel and he had to yeah. program them into every joke. Yeah, they wouldn't be, I guess, as entertaining for him because he'd have to make the jokes beforehand. Right. They'd have to. Uh, it'd be difficult. Yeah, it's it's just a good thing all around that he did that. It really is. Good on you, Joel. Hey, do you want to do some top five riffs? I would love to do that. Top five riffs. Riffs? Okay. All right. Okay. So number five. Uh, and now you, you are uh, probably know more about farm equipment than me. Is it is it a combine? Uh, I don't know. Or a I harvester? don't know more about. Uh, I don't know. I think it was a combine. Okay. Sure. It's a thing that yeah. harvests cotton i guess anyways yeah, it's an antique sure. one of them and it pulls onto the screen and uh crow says looks like he's driving the swamp for mash which i found very funny but i'm wondering do <laughs> mash jerk jokes work on anyone below the age of 30 i didn't get that joke okay all. okay then yeah no. if, if you had ever seen mash you would have seen what that thing looked like and been ah yeah that's it's it's the bar uh, I, was the, it a cotton gin i'm still thinking about what kind of vehicle it was i don't What's know a cotton gin a cotton gin that Eli, Eli Whitney, Whitney invented, invented it. it, which they did a riff of that too. Um, yeah, I, I don't uh, know. The uh, <laughs> well, this will be a mystery lost to time. Mm. Um, uh, number four, favorite riff from the movie. Um, in a great fifty slang moment, when the character says, "You're real gone," to which Crow says, "Well, thanks. I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure I'm still here." Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is a great one. It's a it's a tag team riff. Love it. So, so when the inmates are loading cotton into some sort of cotton holding wire receptacle thing. Maybe uh, it's a cotton gin. Oh, it's a cotton gin. Yeah, and there's a yeah. big, big kind of goofy looking guy in there and uh, un- un- offloading the cotton. And Crow says, uh, hey, who's that guy in the cage? And Servo replies, why, that's my brother cousin. He likes <laughs> Sody Pop. Yeah. That's just one of those things I'm just going to say all the time now. He likes Sody Pop. <laughs> he likes Sody Pop. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, number two favorite riff in the movie. Uh, one of the lead women is in the field picking some cotton. When Servo says, hey, there's a woman outstanding in her field. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a terrible pun. They just, it just comes, it does that bell curve thing where it comes back around yeah. and it's good again. Yeah, yeah, it's a boomerang effect. Yep. Not like the movie Boomerang because that wasn't very funny. No. no. All right. Our favorite riff was about the aforementioned goofy guy in the glasses. Uh, during the big dance prison dance scene, the bebop a doobop, yep. uh, a girl kind of fling, flings herself across the table and flies off, and that guy accidentally catches her. And uh, Joel says in his, in his sort of whiny, nerdy voice, "Hey, ask me about my extra chromosome," <laughs> which I realize that is the very similar to his Isaac Asimov voice. Yep. Well, they both in, involve Coke bottle glasses. Yep. That's yep. true. Oh, yep. in sideburns, but no, only one of them does so. Yeah. I just wanted to say sideburns. Fair enough. Do you want to rate this movie? I would love to rate this movie. Okay. Well then why don't you give us a, a rating? Well, it was a it was a 
fun, like, lighthearted romp through teenage angst in the 1950s. Um, but he, there was also the bummer where they lady yeah. died and her baby died. Yeah. That was, yeah. it just seemed like it was passing judgment on teen promiscuity, and that's, I don't know. Uh, so they, you kind of brought it down, but I'm going to give this, uh, four and a half things that might be a cotton gin out of five. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah I was, uh, I'll give this, uh, Jeez, I don't know. Two Eli Whitney's. All right. Which is a that's, good thing. That's double the n- amount of cotton gins invented. Right, but the maximum you can have is eight. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, He's you very... win some, you lose some. I know. I know. Hey, yeah. did we get any letters uh, through the pneumatic tubes? Oh, my goodness. We got so many letters. I think we got so many letters, we're going to have to save some for next week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. All right. There are, there are some. And... Um, <clears throat> there, there's some. We're, we're approaching the end of uh, the first season, so there's some kind of uh, related to that. So I think I'll save those for next week. Okay. Um, let's see. This first one is uh, from our friend uh, Action Patrick. Cool. Thank you for writing, Action Patrick. He says, uh, "Hey guys, I hope you can help me with something. After listening to your audio logs, I realized my life was missing something—a werewolf butler." Mm. About a week ago, I found a werewolf outlet store that had werewolf butlers at an amazing price, so I bought one. He was great, had a little suit on and everything. Anyway, when I got home from work the following day, all of my possessions had been stolen and the wolf was gone. Turns out he was actually a werewolf burglar. No wonder he was so cheap. Oh, man. It's pretty embarrassing, so I was hoping you could use your considerable reach and influence to spread the word uh, so others are not fooled. Uh, Always read the fine print on werewolf-related purchases. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Well, uh... Patrick, I hate to uh, break it to you, but mm. that was the first thing that my pappy, he sat me down on his knees like, never take a wooden nickel and always read the fine print on all werewolf and vampire related purchases. Yep. It, mm-hmm. It's his situation. I had a similar one. Yeah. Um, but it ended up that all my ground beef was missing. Oh, yeah? I had a hamburglar. <gasps> no. Yes. I he robble robbled right out of my house with all my hamburger meat. I had actually a very similar one. Um, there was a, a temp agency sent over a what what they thought was you know just a werewolf butler to kind of help with things around the office. Uh-huh. But he managed to connect the fax machine to the phone, and he got tangled up in like the mouse, and he spilled coffee everywhere. It turns out they sent a werewolf bungler. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> and he just bungled everything all day, and then they oh, sent it back to the temp agency. Man, yeah, yeah. that it is was... wow! It's crazy. I uh... <laughs> I had uh... <laughs> I have no more to say on this subject because it's fine. It just is. I was really stretching it there, but that's good. That's good. It only takes one bad experience with a you know a werewolf to. Uh... Mm-hmm. To kind of put you off them, so mm-hmm. we feel for you, Patrick. Yeah. We've been there. Nope. So yep. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Our uh, our friend Steve wrote to us on Facebook. Hooray. He, he starts out by saying, uh, "It's scary how much you capture the feel of a meeting where I work. We don't do marketing, but we have a general who really loves synergy. That's in reference to last week's pitch meeting that you made us have. So thank you again for that. Mm. Um, it was so great. I appreciate you making me do that again. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic right now. Oh, hey, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward um, to paradigm shifts. Yeah, he uh, he shares us some thoughts on Untamed Youth. Um, okay. He says, uh, so Untamed Youth, that was really awful. I will attest to it that it is 
quote, uh, one is on a, uh, so untamed use. That was really awful. I will attest that it is quote, one is on a three hour flight on a little commuter jet without TV or music. Yet one can't focus on the episode bad. Mm. So that is quite a, uh, a condemnation, Steve. Um, really nothing happens for the first couple acts and the host segments other than the gypsy is sick aren't particularly funny. I suppose the plot might've made sense in the 1840s (laughs) on an 1840s plantation, but not in the 1950s. So scathing review from Steve from Facebook of the untamed youth. But yeah, um, I, I didn't hate it that much. No, I didn't hate it either. Yeah. But Hey, you know what? Everyone hates movies, hates these episodes or dislikes these episodes. Hates a strong word. Um, for different reasons. And, I, I can see how, you know, I, I like uh, I liked the musical numbers in this movie because they were so ridiculous. Yes, but I if you hated too. that, I can understand. Yeah, you would not you're like kind this of doomed at all. if you hate music. Yep. Um, but in contrast, our friend James from Twitter, uh, he tweeted at us. He says, "Hey, he just finished Untamed Youth. It seems like one of the better films on which MST3K riffed uh, this season. What say you?" Wow, and I, so James, I agree with you. So divisive. Yeah, um, you, you, Steve does not agree with you, but I agree with you. I think that it was one of the better ones that uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought know. it was fun. Not as good as Moon Zero Two. Moon Zero Two was kind of my yeah. favorite. Yeah, um, I think Women of the Prehistoric Planet is still my favorite oh, uh, well. from this season, but oh, well. um, I don't know. We've got we've got one more, so okay, we'll see. So, yep, but um, uh, I think we should probably wrap this up so we will cover the rest of the letters uh, next week. So if you wrote to us and we didn't get to your letter, we'll, it'll be on next week's show. Yep. Promise. Apologize. Cross our heart. Cross our heart. Hope to uh, have our satellite come out of Earth's orbit and crash into the moon or sun. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. The moon. I'm hoping <laughs> for the moon. Yeah. Then we could be moon zero three. Yay! For next. that. Yep. Um, oh, uh, we got a new review on iTunes this week. Awesome. Yeah, it is kind of awesome. It's uh, it's from our friend Thomas C. Okay. Um, he uh, he gave us a four star review, which is not a five star review, but it's still oh. better than a one star review. Um, and he said, I the, and guess if you the only reason I'm bringing this up, I usually would just be like, ah, whatever. But he he says uh, he likes the part where we talk about the episode, but doesn't like our segments where we're in space. Oh, yeah, that's so much of what we are. Yes, it really is. But you know what? I bet. Because I, I, I brought this up because I, I wanted to explore this a little bit. I bet there are people who love MSD3K but fast forward through the host segments. You know, you're probably right. I bet that's a group, a small group of people. Well, that's a group of people. Yeah. So, Thomas, I respect you fast forwarding through our host segments because, you know, it's cool. It happens. Um, thanks for taking time to write a review anyway. Yeah. And Even though it, it bumped our overall rating down from five stars to four and a half stars. Oh, man, more of that math. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? If you like our show and you like our host segments and haven't given us a review yet and you really want to help us out and bump us back up to five stars on iTunes. Yeah. You can do it. Please do that. Just go go and, and give us a rating. Write us a review. Do it. It would be really nice. It would be. Because you know what? I don't think this is a four and a half star podcast, Seth. No. I think it's a five star podcast. I think, I think it's a five star podcast, too. Yeah. We're five star, five star guys. One, one for each finger on my hand. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Count them up. And so, yeah, just uh, you can you can do that at iTunes. Mm-hmm. And you can uh-huh. count your fingers anytime. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. Well, um, yeah, since we're wrapping stuff up, um, yeah, if you want to uh, get a hold of us on the internet, uh, write us letters like our friend, you know, Steve and Action Patrick did, you can on uh, Twitter. We are at MST3K underscore podcast. Um, Thanks to, you know, our friends uh, Extra Life Church and uh, MistyCast. um, Yay! Who, by the way, uh, you can check the newest misty cast out where seth and i are guests it's true yeah we managed to uh patch some cables in yeah just do some real magical stuff reroute and, some uh, stuff yeah we talk about lots of stuff on that <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh our uh, thanks to our friends el servo and uh mr b natural um you know, talking to us on Twitter, tweeting about the show, um, Foon Podcast, Extra Life Church, I think I mentioned you already, but you did a lot. You followed Friday Dust, which is yeah. you know, awesome. We love you we all appreciate so very much. All that stuff. Hey, Seth, I know a lot of people don't don't have Twitter accounts. Well, some people don't have Twitter accounts. Um, if you don't have a Twitter account, where's another place where you can find us on the internet? Uh, another place you could find us on the internet? Yeah. You mean like Facebook? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a good I, one. There's a lot of cool stuff on Facebook. There um, is. It's where you can talk to us and other like-minded people. Yeah. Um, and we have we have stuff on there that we, you know, we, we post there that we don't post on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, I think last week we posted the, uh, the letter that the Reverend wrote to the UN for us. Yes, we, we did. Uh, we mimeographed it into the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and, is a uh, bummer to have a mimeograph machine. Yeah. Because the ink just gets everywhere. Yep. And, you know, people like our friend Jake and Steve and Jason and Antonio and uh, the Reverend is on there just mm-hmm. talking to us about stuff. We posted the uh, the sweet intro from Moon Zero Two on there. So it's a good yeah. place to hang out with yeah, all our is. friends and uh, to chat about the shows and chat about our show. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So well, that is uh, Facebook.com slash Gismonic Institutes Radio. Yep. There yep. it is. Yep. Oh, and uh, send us letters if you don't want to do either of those things at mail at gizmonicinstitutesradio.com or go to supertotallyawesome.com slash gizmonicinstitutesradio and uh, leave us a comment on our blog post. And if you want to send us paper mail in an envelope with postage, you can't do that. I'm yep. It doesn't survive the trip. Because we are in space. We actually did get a uh, one of the letters I'm going to read next week. We did get a... Um, I won't spoil it yet, but somebody did confirm and or deny the existence of the MST3K fan club as a oh. valid address. Oh man, so, I can't wait till next week. Yeah, next that'll time, be. Honey. We'll 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 talk about that next week. So Yay. Uh, yeah, because we have the we have the best fans ever, and they uh, when we can't mail something, they 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 figure it out for us. I know they're, they're awesome. All the other podcasts are so jealous. Yeah, that's so. Yep. Sorry, yep. John Hodgman. Yeah. Yeah. Don't judge me. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Carolla. Yeah. Go talk about carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he does on his podcast? I no. Oh. No, that just he's just as good. He's a very good carpenter as well as a talented comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. I wish I had skills. Nah, you, you we probably do. Okay. That's enough rambling. I need you two on your best behavior. Things with Toto haven't worked out so well. It's Todd. By the way, we're not cool with playing along anymore. If you're going to turn him into a werewolf butler... That's none of your concern. Regardless, I need you guys to keep him company while I run upstairs. Some little miscreant has peed in the ball pit again. Wait. 
You're not just under a Chuck E. Cheese. You work there, too. I'll have you know the position of custodial concierge is one of great reverence in today's tough job market. Custodial concierge? Translation. Creepy janitor that lives below the boiler room. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, the paper towels are clogging up our space toilet. Can you get on that, Super Mario? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yuck it up. I'll have you know I get all the free tokens I want, plus the pizza's delicious. Uh, but in all seriousness, where's the intern? We have to warn him, even if it means frying Jeff's nether regions. Yeah, hey, wait a second. Very well, then. Uh, let me see here. And here he is. Oh, that's a toad. No, that's a Todd. You turned him into a frog? How does that e- How does that even happen? Hey, get off my back, okay? Mutations aren't an exact science. Hey, I can't figure it out. I must have screwed up and used too much tab in the elixir. Tab? Diet soda from the 80s turns people into werewolves? Well, not on its own, of course. You'll have to add the appropriate ratios of Crystal Pepsi and Teddy Ruxpin hair. Duh. Uh, this scenario holds even less logic than the movie Weird Science. So, uh, when do we put bras on our heads? Right after Jeff's mom shows up. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <Get it? laughs> that is quite good. Uh, enough frivolity. I must attend to this matter upstairs. Keep an eye on our amphibious friend here. This lab is filled with all manner of sensitive mechanisms, and I can't risk his hoppy little legs screwing something up. He does understand we're all the way in space, right? This is like babysitting via Skype. I just can't believe Todd is a frog now. Poor kid, his whole life is ruined. What about college? Well, on the plus side, he's a shoo-in for a scholarship from the high jump team. Oh, ha, ha. Frog humor. Really classy, guys. Who? Who said that? Over here, you know. The guy with promising future who is now relegated to eating flies. Great patchy beard of Torgo, it can talk. It. I'm not an it. I'm a former valedictorian who's supposed to be prepping for a research paper on the presidential legacy of Lyndon B. Johnson. <gasps> oh, jeez. You mean to tell me you're an expert on LBJ? Well, maybe not an expert, per se. Gesundheit. But I have spent the past semester studying his presidency. Oh, this is amazing. Listen, I need you to settle this debate we're having. Wouldn't you agree that the show Lost in Space held some direct metaphors for the presidency of LBJ? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I spent a whole afternoon with Dr. Odd, so that's saying something. Thank you. But No, really, let me make the dumb frog joke this time. See what I'm doing here? I'm jumping to conclusions. Like you, because I'm an idiot. Ha! Well, I appreciate your mocking of Seth, Todd. I'm... A little worried about you jumping so close to that giant red button. Yeah, you get the point. Enough jumping. Oh, you mean the red button? That conveniently placed button that reads, Do not touch ever? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. I'll be sure not to jump on that one. Hey, you said you weren't going to do that. Oh no, this can't be. What have you done? Big whoop. What happens now? More tap pours from the ceiling? You insolent frog! You've activated the Rockafire explosion door. Hey, I love the Rockafire explosion. That was the band that showed this pizza back before it became Chuck E. Cheese and started to suck, right? Hey, kids! We're happy to be here today for this rocking occasion. Uh, we're all doomed. What is the big deal? This is awesome! Uh, 
As a special treat, I want all of you to prepare yourselves as we unleash a horde of werewolf butlers to feast upon your eyeballs. Well, that doesn't sound right. I, I made some modifications to the audio, where a specific series of tones would enrage the werewolf butlers into a murderous state. Aw, oh, crap. Listen to me, my minions. I am your master. I command you to... Well, that's right. Just let the rock of fire explosion play these jams while you're brutally made. Do what you want with the frog. Just let me be. Mommy. Well, that was certainly unexpected. Yeah, geez, I'm sure Dr. Odd will make it out okay. I can't imagine that little frogs did too much of a chance. Well, do you know the difference between a cat and a frog? Uh, no. The cat gets nine lives. The frog just croaks! Uh, we literally are the worst people in the universe. Uh.